0: everybody, to Derek and Sabrina's first ever podcast. Why did we start this? Yeah, why did we start this podcast, Sabrina?
1: Why did we start it?
0: Yeah, why do we want to start this?
1: Because I'm a stay-at-home mom and I need to find some other purpose besides putting my kid down for a nap. (laughs) 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 No. Not the full reason why.
0: (laughs) Partial reason, though, but what else? What else? What, What? we've been doing YouTube. We did YouTube.
1: What what, what what
0: Yeah. Don't make fun <laughs> of me on this. We did a YouTube for a while with our pregnancy and documented all those things, but with the video, you know, you only have so much time and it feels like and people have to sit in front of the camera on their phone and watch us or whatever they're doing to to watch it. And so this can be a way they can kind of take us with them and listen while they're driving or whatever whatever else people do. Uh, So they can, you know, they can multitask.
1: Well, we might still go do videos or whatever. But at this point in our lives, still trying to make some other things work. This might be a good avenue to start with. Really. You got to start somewhere, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. So let's kind of talk about this. Let's, I think for this first one, we want to talk about in just starting with just our pregnancy journey in last year. uh, I guess it was starting in 2016. When we decided, and I guess if you really want to look back even further than that, it was when we said, okay, let's look forward to start having a family because when we we got married in 2007 and we immediately got on the five-year plan uh, thinking in, in five years, we'll start a family and we'll be in a position where we want to start a family and
1: Well, I don't know if we really wanted to start a family in five years. It was basically just a way to keep all of our family off of our backs. Like they couldn't ask for the first five years (laughs) when they were (laughs) going to get grandkids or when they were going to have kids. We just said we're in the five-year plan. And then unfortunately once five years came and went, then it was like, when are you guys, do you know how to start a family? Like, yes, we know how we're just not ready. Yeah, Everyone says, do we,
0: do we, do we need to show you how this works and how you, how you make a baby and, stuff like that
1: everybody your granddad yeah (laughs) so it was about i think what was about six years we did finally start kind of talking about when we wanted to try to start a family and then at six years we said you know okay probably next year we'd want to start trying so around our seventh year of marriage we thought we would finally be ready i don't know if we're actually ever really ready but we thought it'd be a good time to try and during that seventh year, of course, like all of this thing starts coming up health wise with me. I mean, mm-hmm. you some, but me like, especially it was, it was really, really bad. Um, you know, yeah. Okay. It wasn't cancer. It wasn't, it wasn't these other things, but it was a debilitating chronic illness. And, uh, it started on, I don't even know what, what year was that? Was that 2015 Christmas of 2015? I think it was
0: 2014.
1: So it was at like the very end of the year, which we wanted to the next year, 2015, start trying to have kids, right? Something like Mm -hmm. that.
0: Yeah.
1: And I just woke up that night with like what ended up being a panic attack, but I thought it was, um, I thought I was like choking or getting asphyxiation from The antibiotics that I was taking, which I think I do, I am pretty intolerant and allergic to some antibiotics, but I think I freaked out because I just had this huge lump in my throat and like, I just freaked out and we almost went to the emergency room. And from that point on over the next two years, it was this trying to figure out what was wrong with me, why I, why I was going through this back and forth to doctors, then to holistic doctors, to multiple holistic doctors running all these labs, these tests, like Just trying to find out what was wrong and then go through the whole healing process. And actually what ended up happening or what we figured out what was going on was like a horrible case of GERD. Uh, G-E-R-D, GERD, which is, um, what does it stand for? Gastro.
0: In layman's terms, really bad acid reflux.
1: Yeah, but it was like it was all the silent symptoms of acid reflux. So I I never had heartburn. I didn't have all like the common symptoms of it. It was all the silent ones, which are horrible. Like the lump in the throat, it did make me feel like I couldn't breathe or swallow or eat. And it got to a point where I I would, I wouldn't be able, I could not lay down in bed. Like we got one of those, sorry, like old people beds where (laughs) you had to uh, use the remote to go up and down. And that bed was like a lifesaver to, to me because I had to prop it up, like move it all the way up. And Mm -hmm. I remember just, I would, I would just end up like watching movies in bed until like three, four in the morning because I could not go to sleep because the, that lump in my throat, like I could not swallow. I couldn't eat after like 6 PM come to find out. Like I couldn't eat after 6 PM because if I did, I couldn't go to sleep at night. If I ate any later, it would just like, I guess come back up or something. I don't know. It was horrible and I lost so much weight, but, um, it was because of that, that we ended up not being able to, tr- to start a family because I just, I couldn't even eat. Like, how was I going to get pregnant and not be able to sustain my body and to right. feed a baby, keep right. myself healthy if I couldn't even eat? And the doctor, once we found a, the holistic doctor that really did help me, she had suggested, like, let's wait until we get this all figured out before you start having kids. And so that, I mean, struggling with the health issues in and of itself was extremely difficult disappointing and very very hard and that in and of itself was difficult but then being ha- having to delay what we already felt like for a long time we delayed with starting a family like we were finally right. at a point where we were like okay we want a family and then it's like oh, nope you you can't like you're not you're not feeling good enough um so then when we find when i finally got healed up and I mean, if people are interested in what I did to get that all figured out, I can talk about that later, but some people probably don't give a crap, so I just won't talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But um, then finally, when I was was all healed up, got my hormones all regulated, like I did the whole gamut on my body to make sure my body was fully prepared for pregnancy, you know, like it was going to be like, I always felt like I was going to get pregnant really easily and always felt like especially after everything that I did to get my hormones lined up, I thought I was going to get pregnant right away. Like we did, we did. I was just like, Oh shoot, it's going to happen. Like the first time we try. And when it didn't happen the first month or the second month or the third month, I'm like, what the freak is happening? Like, did I not just go through this whole two year process to get myself completely healthy and whole and what I felt my whole entire life was going to happen so quickly hasn't happened. Like, what, What is happening? And, um, so I th- I think uh after that that third month, I we actually, actually planned like I planned. I'm such a planner, it's really ridiculous. It's probably why everything <laughs> the way the everything happened the way it did, so God could be like, hey, moron, you don't get everything your way. You can't plan everything in life like <laughs> Right. Uh, but I can't remember where I was going with that. Well what we planned we
0: planned a we planned a family vacation to oh, yeah, like, the we Ozarks. Planned a,
1: Because I thought that we were going to be pregnant. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be so awesome. Like, let's get all our family together. We can announce that we're pregnant. And then, of course, it was such a disappointment. I mean, I should have known. That would be dumb. Like, can't plan all that. But I thought we we could. And so we weren't pregnant. So we went on a family vacation and had fun anyways. But we didn't get announced that we were pregnant.
0: The weather was, like, horrible that 4th of July weekend, too. Like, it rained the whole time. We had a house, like, on the lake and a dock and everything, and it was like, we spent a lot of time inside because it rained on us like the whole time.
1: Well, at least we got to go on a hike and get all muddy.
0: Yeah, it was <laughs> fun though. It was a great memory.
1: But we didn't get announced we were pregnant. And so then we kept trying four months, five months, six months. Okay, now we're at half a year. Okay, I understand people say you're not considered infertile or having pregnancy, getting pregnant problems until you're at a year. But I think for anybody who's actually trying to get pregnant, once you kind of hit that six month mark, you feel like something has got to be wrong here. Especially when I felt like I did everything in my power to make sure I did get pregnant mm-hmm. quickly, and then you I mean we both went on this super good like eating diet thing. Like you were probably in the best health of your life too. I would say like gut wise right. and all that. So. Then at at six months, I I just remember my body was going through so many different changes, too. Like, I think it was, I mean, it was the first time in our marriage, just to be brutally honest. Like, we weren't using protection because we wanted to get pregnant. And Mm -hmm. so my body was like, what is this foreign substance? Like, (laughs) And I think I it, am was, a foreign it, substance. Was, it was trying to, you know, like this is berms. You're like trying to attach and like doing different things in my body. And so every month I would have like pregnancy, like I was pregnant, like those symptoms. Yeah. And, my, and my periods were like horrible. And I'm like, this is not fun. This process is not fun. And so finally at that six month mark, I remember just bawling at worship and in church and being like, what the heck, God? Like, are we not supposed to have a family? Like, is this all my plans again? And this isn't what you have for us. And I feel like finally at that six month mark, I just completely relinquished it to God. And I think you were just along the ride for all of it, right? Like, I don't know. I think as a woman, I mean, we get, it was get like... so inside ourselves and our emotions that I don't know if I was really so much talking to yeah. you about everything you were feeling about all of it.
0: No, you didn't really talk to me about anything, actually.
1: <laughs> oh man. No,
0: but it was like just month month to month. We're we're living this, and we're thinking, okay, it's going to happen, and and things would be different, and your cycle would be longer, and we would think, okay, you know, like it seems like this is different. Your body's acting different. You're feeling different, and so we're thinking, okay, here it comes, and then no, we're not, and you know, we take pregnancy tests because we're so excited. We want to. Like find out and all this all these things and it's like nope we're not and it's it got to the point where every month I would start to dread getting towards that time where like okay well I think we should probably take a test because you know you're you're later again and then nothing and I just knew what was coming each time I wasn't expecting bad but I knew if we weren't that you were going to be. Questioning and feeling upset and sad, and just well, all this I mean, I was getting and...
1: emotionally distraught because I really wanted to get pregnant. Like, and yeah. I always told you that, um, of course, I wanted, I wanted to be married and hell of all of that before I had kids, but since I was a little girl, I always dreamed of getting pregnant. Like I I wasn't the girl that had the little portfolio planning my wedding. I never thought about my wedding dress. I didn't think about my wedding day. I knew I wanted to get married, but those weren't the things I dreamed of. Like I always dreamed of being pregnant and carrying life inside of me and walking around and having that cute belly, baby belly, you know? So like that was, that has always been my dream. And I think what finally happened for me personally is that i just relinquished all control because obviously i had such a control mindset i think truman just woke up from his nap um i had such a controlling mindset like this is how it has to go like if i am gonna get pregnant on month one and then we're gonna announce to our family month three and mm-hmm. this, this, i had like everything orchestrated you know and um I finally just relinquished control. Like, okay, it doesn't have to be in my timing. It doesn't have to be my plan, God. If if we're not even supposed to have a family, okay, I, I finally got to a point I'm fine with it then. Like you might have a different purpose and a plan for us. And if maybe we need to travel the world and maybe we need to go do something else for you, you know, maybe it's not having a kid or and maybe that's supposed to happen later. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I finally felt like I just laid it all down at his feet and gave it up to him. And I remember, um, specifically, there was a time in worship where we were singing, um, you're never gonna let me down that song, you know, Mm -hmm. over and over. And I just felt like God say, God said that to me, like, I'm never going to let you down. People let you down. Circumstances can let you down, but I personally, God have never let you down and I'm not going to let you down. And that just gave me such a sense of resolve in my spirit, Okay, he doesn't let me down. He's never going to let me down. Right. And then of course, <laughs> the next month, the seventh month that we tried to get pregnant ended up sticking and we and we got pregnant. And it actually I was taking um what are they called? Uh the strips to determine when I was fertile. Yeah. Ovula- oh, ovulation strips. I was using mm-hmm. those every single month. And I still, I think I used it that October when we got pregnant. I still used it like one or two times during what I thought was my fertile time. And it never showed positive. So I did not think I was getting pregnant at all. I'm like, there's no way I wasn't even fertile whenever we tried. And then, of course, I got pregnant. So right there in the start- very, very start of our pregnancy journal journey, it was God right there the whole time saying, it's not going to be in your way. It's not going to be in our timing. It's not, it, it's just not in your control, Sabrina and Derek. And that's yeah. really how Sabrina, it went the entire. I think
0: I Sabrina. <laughs> Sabrina and Derek. That's I think the way that's how it went
1: the en- entire rest of the pregnancy. Right. And still to this day, like it's nothing's ever going to be able to be in our control and in our timing because it's ultimately up to him. Great. But so we got pregnant in October and everything was going great. So I really don't think that it was the six months of trying to get pregnant. That was the most difficult part. I think it was the fact that we had to wait the additional two years before that. So it almost felt like we were waiting for, you know, two and a half years instead of the six months. And one thing we've both learned, I think, during this whole process over the last, you know, two, three, four years is that not to like demean anybody else's experience or to make anybody else's experience seem less than. So, I mean, I feel like whether sometimes, you know, whether you're trying three months or five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, like it's extremely difficult on people who just want to start a family. And yeah, yeah it, it is difficult for people who, go years and years because you know hope deferred makes the heart sick you know and Mm -hmm. people's hope can wane whenever they can't find answers or they don't know what's happening and thankfully we didn't have to take that route but it it was difficult having to to wait like the half a year but making it seem like it felt a lot longer than that you know with the with Mm -hmm. the two years previous and so when we got pregnant obviously we were elated but I think in denial for quite some time <laughs> i yeah. mean when i took i think i took two pregnancy tests i took one pregnancy test the night before i ever even said anything to you because we had taken so many before i just didn't want to say anything to you and yeah. the night that i took it i was like you know, the line is kind of faint and i'm like oh, i just i really feel like i should t- have like you know they say morning pea's like the best pee for to take yeah. pregnancy tests and I'm like, I'm going to wait till the morning. I'm going to get it first thing and I'll take it. And if it's positive, then I'll tell Derek then, you know, I just don't want to, wanted to, I didn't want to give you, get your hopes up if it ended up being negative. And I swore I would never do that. I swore I would never take the test without, you, you know, I wanted to do it with you, right. but for whatever reason, I didn't, I didn't do that. And so I've took that first test and the line was faint. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't really know what that means. I'll just take one in the morning. And so the next morning I got up and I took it and you were still asleep. And I remember being like, babe, come in here. You like walk in and I'm like, I think I'm pregnant. You're like, what? Like, you're probably so confused because you didn't know I was taking a test. But it was those Amazon strips, you know, like Mm -hmm. you feel like you have to have some expensive test to well, or like three cents a or strip pregnant.
0: or something, right? So you're like, is this really accurate? Because <laughs> well, you or can not? buy like
1: a, a whole bunch of them came with like the ovulation strips, and then it gave you pregnancy tests. So you were like, I don't, I don't think I can believe it. I was like, I don't think I can believe it either. Like, what if it's what if these cheap tests are wrong? We yeah, just, we
0: really didn't believe it either. We were just like, okay, but we really didn't believe it at all.
1: No. So we decided that we are going to wait and go purchase like a more expensive one. And then we would take it, but we were going to wait till the next morning, right? Like we didn't want to take it. We didn't want to take it that same day because of the morning pee situation. Like we knew that the morning pee was going to give the best results. But then we bought the test and we had the test and we were uh, watching TV and we both were like, we just can't wait. I'm like, surely my night pee will be just the same. Like if it shows up positive, (laughs) then like if it shows, if it shows up negative, then okay, we'll just wait till tomorrow. But if it shows up positive, then we really know. So that was when, if anybody's watched our um, YouTube video of the first reaction, mm-hmm. even though that was not the the first test that we took, it was the first time it really sunk in because we felt like the other yeah. two tests were like too cheap to actually give us a result. This time we bought yeah. the ones that said pregnant, not pregnant, the electronic ones. And for whatever reason, if you're like us, for whatever reason, you need that little sign that says, pregnant. You you don't want to see the lines. You just want the stupid test to say pregnant or not pregnant for whatever reason that just gets into your head a little bit better. So then I did react that way because it felt so much more real because that test came up and it just said pregnant and I screamed. So I was like, holy crap, I cannot believe I'm actually pregnant. Like I've been waiting my whole life for this. That was such a great moment.
0: like, Like your emotions were just... Every, you went through every single emotion in, like, 26 seconds. It was And I, I felt <laughs> every awesome. single
1: emotion, like, yeah. shock, denial, happiness, joy, shock. I didn't experience sadness, but every, like, emotion no, just, like, like, all at the yeah. same time. It was yeah. the craziest thing. And so, but the thing is, is, like, it still didn't sink in for us. Do you remember? I, like, wanted to hurry up and get in to get my blood. Drawn right away, so I could mm-hmm. have a doctor tell me that I was pregnant. Yeah, so I'm like, well, what if that test is still wrong? And you know, now looking back, so many women are like, if it shows up, then it shows up. Like the rare, rare chance of it showing po- like a false pregnant. positive. Yeah, but most yeah. of the time, if there's an error with a pregnancy test, it's because it says negative, and you're actually po- like it's actually supposed to say positive. It's not really ever F- right. the reverse way. So. Great. I got in quick to the doctor, got the blood test, and then I got the phone call and had them leave the voicemail on my phone saying what the test results were, and I had you come to my work, remember? And we yeah. actually videoed us listening to the voicemail. I watched, that the right. other, I watched that the other day when we were on the road because I saw it was on the iPod. Yeah. And uh, still, it was, I was so nervous to listen to that voicemail, so nervous.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm like... <laughs> It was almost like how I was with the gender reveal phone call, you know, like don't do it, don't do yeah. it, don't press the button, yeah. don't push play. Yeah. So uh, right. we we played it and then we sat there. And I, it's like I was waiting for that moment to finally feel like it felt real. I'm like, dang <laughs> it. I listened to the phone call and it still doesn't feel real. Like, what? <laughs> at what point is this going to feel like it's real? It was it's just like- one
0: of those things where life is like, it's some, like is this really happening because life had been a certain way really for the most part for so long it's like when, when something really really good happens it takes time to sink in
1: i guess like, let that
0: be reality
1: i guess and so we listen to the voicemail again and of course you want the you want the lady on the other line to be like all elated for you but how many hundreds of phone calls do they make all the time yeah. telling women that they're pregnant your HCG levels are uh Something with pregnancy, da da da. I'm like, just tell me I'm pregnant and you're happy for me, yeah. you know, <laughs> like all these medical yeah. terms about it. And your progesterone levels are oh, da da da. So uh at that point we knew like, okay, we could tell people and we told our siblings the first first people we told were like our we siblings. We told two days
0: two days later from the Yeah, it's so
1: hard to the, keep yeah. that that secret. Like I don't know how people Yeah keep things secret for that long. Like not telling anybody till after the first trimester, like yeah. not anybody. That would be so difficult. It was so difficult right. just not to tell other people, you know, we did decide to hold off from telling people that we were pregnant until we told our, we told, did tell some close friends, but we waited until uh, we went back to see our family over the holidays, which we had made that decision because we wanted to tell them in person, but mm-hmm. we knew that I was going to be, I was like 10 weeks christmas time yeah so literally it was towards the very end of my first trimester before we told our parents and before we told people so then we did just wait those next couple weeks before we announced it like on social media and everything that we were pregnant but the thing that we did do that i'm super super glad after everything happened that we did do was the genetic testing and because that we weren't so much wanting the information on the genetic stuff because we just didn't care to know, like we were gonna keep the pregnancy no matter what, but yeah. we um, we wanted to know the gender, and mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we did that. And so we ended up, uh, what week? Where was I when we found out? Did we find out? Oh, we found out right after Christmas, right? Like I was, yeah, we was took, like week we eleven. We did the blood
0: work right right before we left to go back to where we're from right
1: that's right so then like week 11 like mm-hmm. the week after we told all our family we found out what we were having and, and we were supposed
0: to find out two weeks after they took the test yeah we found, we found out one it, week we after.
1: found one week after yeah so we can sometimes tell that story about um not right now but we can tell the story about the how we got truman's name and
0: Yo, yeah all that stuff mm-hmm.
1: that's a story in and of itself but uh so then we decided when we found out the gender that we wanted to do a gender reveal party, but we wanted to do a big party. And I feel like, you know, like sometimes you have these ideas, but really they're from God because those are those are like treasured moments for us. If we mm-hmm. wouldn't have done some of the things that we did early on, like the recording of the videos and all that, like all that was orchestrating and setting us up for everything that happened later on. That we didn't right. know what was going to happen with Truman and the pregnancy. And so we did the gender reveal party. I think I was 16 weeks. I was like 16 weeks. I, was, I mean, I wasn't even showing. It took me forever to show mm-hmm. that I was pregnant. And I just kind of started feeling him kick at the gender reveal. And that was so awesome. We're so thankful for all the people that came and supported yeah. us and did that. Because it was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we did that. We had like. Gosh, what was there like 75 people there or something? It was a pretty it was a big really, it was a really it was good a really turnout. Good crowd. Yeah. And if I'm you really didn't thankful. if you're really interested, we do have on our YouTube page too um the it was a live YouTube we did of the gender reveal and Derek did some really funny stuff on there. It was kind of shocking. It, like I knew you were <laughs> I knew what you were going to do, but it was still shocking. Um but all of that to get to this point where we're going to discuss everything that happened kind of badly when things took <laughs> took a turn for the worse, you know, uh, right after that gender reveal party. But I went through all the the normal stuff. I I wasn't as sick as some girls get, but even around, like, eight weeks, you know, I could barely button my pants anymore. I was Mm -hmm. nauseous all the time, walking to work because I worked right down the street from where we lived. And I'd be, like, gagging all the way to work. This is not fun. Like, I did not sign up for this. But all the kind of normal things, the cravings the emotionalness like that was out of control crying because derek didn't get me gravy at dq with my chicken basket like i <laughs> i had all those moments
0: let uh, me tell the story let me just tell that story really fast because well, that's really, really good okay <laughs> so sabrina really wanted to have some chicken strips from dairy queen and so but what i didn't realize is that that meant that there needed to be gravy to come with it and so well, I yeah who gets I, a
1: dq chicken strip basket what? without the gravy
0: yeah, this is common knowledge, right? Like, obviously. It's so, delicious. I I went and I get the chicken strip basket and I come back home and we're and she's like, opens it up. She's like, "Where's the gravy?" And I'm like, uh, "I got you like honey mustard. I thought you want honey mustard. She always wants. She always loves honey mustard. And like, no, I wanted gravy. That's why I want the, the whole reason I wanted these because I want gravy with it. <laughs> and so I'm like, "All right." And the the Dairy Queen is like 15, 20 minutes from where we live. And so I go, "Are you? You know." I'll go get it. No, no, it's fine.
1: And, I felt and horrible we're sitting
0: there. So we're sitting there at oh our God, table. It'll be okay.
1: It'll be okay. I'll just eat we're it it's eating. fine.
0: Yeah, and then and then what happened?
1: I'm sitting there and I I'm, I just can't do it. There's it's just not good without the gravy. <laughs> I literally was sitting there like I can't enjoy this. I can't enjoy the fries. I can't enjoy the chicken. Like Yeah. Where's the gravy? And I think
0: then, you cried some.
1: Oh, freaky, yeah, I cried. I literally yeah. like started bawling. I was like, I just can't do it. I just i really wanted the gravy and now i can't eat any of this and i like pushed it away i'm like i don't even want this without the gravy <laughs> and i can't believe yeah. i acted like that but it is true yeah. what they say about what happens to women's emotions it's like you turn into a three-year-old all of a sudden you've got to have your way or nothing at all yeah and uh so then what what did you do you so st- i went to the great husband that you I, are
0: yeah. So I was like looking up online, trying to find somewhere closer to go to. And there's a Denny's that clo- was close to where we live. And it's kind of a not nice area of, of downtown Kansas City. And I called them up and they said they had gravy. So I'm like, okay. So I just went to go get some gravy. And then they, I get there and, uh, you know, just a side of gravy, which is kind of random. And then they got me the wrong gravy. They got me brown gravy, turkey, turkey gravy. And they're like, no, oh, nobody you the, wants you the brown country gravy. gravy. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I want the country gra- the gravy. That's what you call it, you know, white gravy. So, you know, I I got it, brought it back home, and, and she was happy.
1: Yeah, I ate that so, up, man.
0: Even had a bunch because... of gravy
1: left over because they gave you, like, a whole tub of it, and they gave mashed potatoes, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they did. They did. They they 'cause I think because they were confused, like you just, why you like just why want do you gravy, do just like,
1: more, like why but, do you just go to the store and freaking make your own white gravy.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, well, I guess we can't we can't ring it up as a side of gravy. So we we'll live downtown, so, nice so we weren't gravy.
1: necessarily uh close to a grocery store. I don't yeah, there think I don't anything. think Constantino's was open at that point, but No. Yeah, that that was I mean, that probably was the biggest draw. Like that was the biggest thing that probably happened emotional wise. I did start bawling when you made me chocolate covered. Actually, you made me uh, Nutella covered strawberries for Valentine's Day, and I kind of I did. went super emotional for that too, but that was like the biggest one where I kind of threw a fit. After that, anything yep. that really happened when it came down to whatever, what happened was all very justifiable, figuring the yeah. circumstances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, I mean, that's probably everything for like, for the first part of everything that happened with trying to get pregnant and actually getting pregnant. So the next part we're going to go through is whenever we found out that we had complications in the pregnancy. So if you want to hear about the next part of our journey, then tune in for part two of our podcast.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.